0: we are looking at uh, Revelation 2 and the letter to the church in Pergamum. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, And so, yeah, like, so I was reading through this letter and it starts off pretty good because, um, yeah, it's like, with all these letters, it's like Jesus puts his church in really difficult spaces where there's lots of, Um, idol worship, idolatry, all these kinds of difficult situations. And he starts off his letter by saying, you know, you're doing a really good job. So encouraging. You're like standing firm for my name. They endured. So that was really great. It even tells us a little story about um, somebody who was a martyr, Antipas, um, who was a faithful witness. And when i was researching for this i actually found out the way in which he was put to death which was like so intense so apparently they put him inside so he um denied caesar and said that jesus was lord and apparently they put him inside of a copper bull and then put this copper bull over a fire until he died like how intense is that (laughs) So this is the level of persecution that this church is experiencing, not just that they get killed, but that they get killed in creative ways. (laughs) Um, So um, so Jesus is like, yay, good job. Um, That's the encouragement to the church. But even after this person has been um, put to death inside a copper bull and basically cooked to death. um, It goes on to say, um, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Which, when you've been going through severe persecution, is kind of not the thing that you want to hear. You want to hear, "Good job, like amazing, like you're standing up for my name. This is great." But Jesus isn't just about us glorifying His name; He's about redeeming the whole of us. So, um, what what the, is put to the church then is um, that there are areas of their life that they're living where there's compromise, where they're not honoring the Lord through the way that they live. Um, they're still following the old ways, living in sexual immorality and um, eating food that has been um, sacrificed or given to idols. So um, so yeah, these are the things that Jesus is like, it's not just about you enduring and, stand, and standing fast and, and dying for me, but he's like, I want all of you in your life, every bit of you, I want to be redeemed. Um, so um, this is pointed out to the church and they are called to repent of this behavior. So to change their way, so to turn from the things of old and to turn their face towards Jesus, like we just sung, <laughs> that when we, t- when we re- take things of old, old ways of living, and we turn our face towards Jesus, the, th- the things of life... <laughs> will just fade away. Um, And not only um, do the things of life just fade away, but it goes on to say in this letter um, that those who endure and those who turn away from the things of old, from their past, um, that they will be victorious. And then there's a little mysterious bit at the end of this letter. which um, So it says that to those who are victorious... Um, I will give some hidden ma- manner. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, um, known only to the one who receives it. And so this is all a little bit of a mystery. Um, and this is why I hate hate, um, not hate, this is why I don't enjoy so much the book of Revelation <laughs> um, because there's just so much mystery in it. Um, and so when I was looking into this, there's not really any kind of agreement about what this... Um, Blessing that we're going to get for being victorious is. Um, but in my way of reading it, it was that um, we're going to be fed by Jesus. Our, our um, sustenance, everything that we need, and more than what we need, is going to be given to us from Jesus. And that we are going to be known in a way that is so intimate to us. So that was what, I mean, it's still a mystery to me, but that was what I interpreted from this passage. So, um, so Jesus's desire is for all of us, not just to do good things in His name, but He wants to reorientate your whole life towards Him. And so we see this in this letter, but we see it throughout Scripture. And in Acts 3:19, it says, "Repent and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, and and times of refre- so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord." doesn't that sound good? Do we all want to be refreshed? But what does that mean? And I mean, I think there'll be slightly different interpretations for everybody of what refreshing is, depending on what we've got going on in our lives. But for me, when I asked the Lord, I was like, what do you mean by this Like times of refreshing? Once we've repented and we've turned to you, what do you mean by this times of refreshing? And what came into my head was probably one of the most famous scriptures in the whole of the Bible, um, was Romans 8:38, where it says that we're more than conquerors. And it says, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Doesn't that sound refreshing? To not be separated from the love of God? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I notice something in, in that, where it, the description of us as being more than conquerors. Um, does anybody notice what is missing from that list? No? <laughs> so in this list, It doesn't say that one of the things that we are more than conquerors in is our past. That's not mentioned in this list. So as we've just read in um, Acts 3.19, it says that when when we repent and turn from God, our sins are wiped out. So we don't need to be more than conquerors over our sins because Jesus wiped them out. Because what did he say on the cross? It's finished. And you know what that means? It's finished. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that got me to thinking about how um, we, yeah, how we spend a lot of our lives as Christians coping with our past, dealing with our past. We are so past orientated, but it says in the scripture, in what we should be basing our whole life and way of living on that we are more than conquerors which doesn't mean that we need to conquer our past because it's already been dealt with. And so you know what that means? That means that the enemy has no right to use your past against you. There is no no <laughs> method, no authority for him to use your past against you. And that's why in this letter to the church it's so important that they weren't just being doing good things for Jesus but they Jesus wanted them to actually be the more than conquerors to be living beyond their past to be living free from the things that that were holding them back so that they could receive all the blessings that had been laid out for them um so yeah but those are really good words right but How many people in here have had experiences where things from the past have come up in their present? Yeah? (laughs) It's a pretty universal thing that it says in the Bible that the enemy has no right to your past. But that is his continual weapon. And do you know why? It's because once you know Jesus, he can have no access to your present or to your future because that is where we are more than conquerors and belongs to the Lord. (laughs) But the area in which he's had access that he wants to make you think is the important realm of operation is your past. And he wants to bring your past into the place where God is bringing glory and into the place where you are victorious. Um, so yeah, I had a very interesting experience of this. I'm going to share a little bit about um, my Story of last year when um, the enemy really tries to try to use my past against me. So last year I went through several months of like just like continually being kind of haunted by my past and very traumatic things that had happened in my life. Um, and I actually got diagnosed with PTSD. <laughs> and um, this came as a real big surprise for me because I thought I was living in that victorious place, that place like as a conqueror because. Eight years previously, when I had, like, said that I would trust God and walk with him and give him my all, <laughs> um, all of the experience I'd been having where the enemy had been coming to keep me in bondage to my past had gone. And I thought, oh, yay, it's gone. <laughs> um, and then, so, yeah, it was a surprise to me when this all came up, this stuff from my past. And, um, yeah, I mean... It was a, it was a very strange time, but I was just like this is not because I'd spent so long with God showing me who I was and and I knew the character of God. I was just like this isn't this isn't how I'm supposed to be living. <laughs> but it it almost like when you when you have PTSD and like trauma just coming up and coming up and coming up, you almost it's so exhausting you can't escape from it. And that's what I felt like. I felt like I was in bondage and I couldn't escape. But I was like, but I know that this isn't the truth of who I am, but it really felt real. <laughs> and um, so I would spend hours every day just in worship and in the word and activating my spirit to get to the point where I could just actually live life. And I did the whole therapy thing as well and like talked about all of my issues and my problems, which brought great insight and wisdom into what I was going through and and did help me to be able to be more emotionally stable um and towards the end of my therapy experience like the therapist so it was a secular therapist before this had only done christian therapy so this was a secular therapist who was kind of just like well you've got really good coping mechanisms now like you you know you're in a much better place now you're much more stable so maybe this is just something you're just going to have to deal with from time to time and i was like all that is true but it says in the Bible that I'm more than a conqueror. It doesn't say that I'm someone who's going to be bound by my past. And so in that, like, I was just like, okay, like, so therapy's kind of run to its end. I know all the things. I know all the trigger points. I have a great plan. But I want the plan of the Bible in my life. And so that was really when I was like, okay, God, life. I've exhausted all of the options of the world, all of the things that are quite wise and quite good like I really recommend talking about your problems and having people to, su- to support you and be around you but I was like God I want the full freedom of the cross in this situation and I realised um, so I, I took it before Jesus <laughs> and um, I realised I in my life like I had never realised that the cross like one of the reasons for Jesus dying on the cross was to heal my wounds I had always just like associated the cross with sin, like having grown up in the church and everything like that. I'd always just associated the cross with um, he, with sins and living a sin-free life. But that's not just what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to live a sin-free life. He wants to live us to live a healed life where we can be more than conquerors. And so in that, I, I was just like, okay, Jesus, like my past. It it belongs to you. It's not mine to manage, to deal, to cope with, to whatever. Like, I was just like, my wounds, my pain, my suffering, all of these things, they actually belong to you and you purchase them, so I'm going to let go of them. And there was such an immense freedom in that, in the letting go of, of... Things that we were never designed to carry these things, like this is why Jesus came so that we didn 't have to carry these things, and I think it 's something that sometimes is missed because if we uh, appear to be coping well or if you know we 've found a way to manage the weight of our past, then um, that is is seen as being okay, but it 's not okay, like Jesus came for all of you, and that includes your chapters that aren't so great. Like Jesus doesn't shy away from that. And yeah, and he wants us to be um, like that church in Pergamum that is not just willing to die for him, but is willing to give their life for him, which means that we need to be in a place like that church where we can be living unbound from our past without the weight of our past, which might be a past of 10 years ago. It might be a past of 10 minutes ago because, you know, we're not perfect creatures. We're falling all the time. But the grace of God says that you don't have to carry that, that he will take your burdens. He will take your wounds. And so we need to be a church and a people in our everyday life where every day we're re- renewing and walking out that salvation that Jesus purchased for us and that we are making sure that we are becoming not past oriented but present and future-orientated and turning our eyes to Jesus and fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because you know when you do that, nothing can touch you. The world could be on fire around you and we could argue that today the world really is on fire around us. That um, Yeah, like life at the moment is not easy but when we fix our eyes on Jesus the things that we have in our life and that manifest in our life are the fruits of the spirit. We have peace. We have joy. We have all the other ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was really what I got out of Looking at at this um, letter to the church that, you know, Jesus doesn't want us to just give our lives to him through persecution or whatever might come. But he wants to give our lives to him so that we can truly live, so that we can live in victory, (laughs) so that we can receive those things from God that we don't even know that we need. Like, I want that secret manner, <laughs> I want that identity that is only between me and God, um, because these are the things that are going to set us apart and are going to um, show the world that, you know, it really is Jesus that is king. It really is God that's in control of everything. And even though the world's on fire, he has a people who can endure and he has a people that don't just endure during trials but they actually come out on top because that is the, the destiny that we have if we make this choice to unbind ourselves from our past, to not carry it, but to turn our eyes upon Jesus and to walk forward in the confidence that he says that we are his and if we are his, the enemy can't touch us. So... <laughs> That's pretty much all I have to say, but um, we are going to um, play a little video for people to respond, and what I actually really wanted us to do is that I think sometimes we do this thing where we're like, okay, like, okay, let's be all individualistic and like just go in on ourselves and like have this little conversation with Jesus, but I really want today for... As we, li- as we listen to the song, you can sing along to it if you want. But if you want to take a stand this day and you want to say, I want all that you have for me, I want that victorious life, and I don't want to just be a coper, but I want to be a conqueror, like please stand up. Stand up right now, because you need to claim what Jesus has for you. It really is something that you need to claim to live in that confidence, to say that, Jesus, you are my all, and I'm going to show the world that you're my all. And So we're just going to get the video up on the screen. It's a song I recently discovered that I absolutely love the lyrics to, so just listen along and sing if you want. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. I love that song. Especially the line where it says, The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus says you are mine. That is so powerful to know whose we are. Because that helps us know who can't have helps us know who can't have us. So yeah. We thank you, Jesus, that you say we are yours. That is the claim on our life that there 's nothing that can hold us in bondage when we say yes to you when we renew our, our commitment to you every day to say we give all that we are to you, yeah and we thank you that you are going to resource us with all the things that we need that when we say yes to you, you give us that secret manner from heaven, you give us that identity secret identity and who we are and how you see us, that we can walk in confidence with anything that's going on in our lives, with anything that is coming against us. We can come at it with the redeeming love of Jesus, that that is all we need in our life to be more than conquerors. Amen.